What's good, Illini Nation? It's your man in the middle, Deion Thomas. And as always, I bring you nothing but the best. Tonight, we bring in the best guard that I played with at the University of Illinois. Came in as a freshman, broke my freshman scoring record, and almost broke the all-time leading scoring record, which I thought he was going to get. I will have to be honest with you on that. Just a few less shots, and I still hold on to that thing. We got the one and only, one of the West Side's finest, one of the Westinghouse finest, Kiwan Garris. KG, what's up, baby? Oh, what's going on, Dion? What's Man. going on, Illini Nation? Yes, sir. Well, hey, bro, I'm, I'm working you hard this week, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> See, man, it's all good, though. Anything for you, big bro? Hey, you know, I appreciate the love, man. Last night, Illini Nation, we had Kiwan on the very first Stadium Club basketball edition with he and Jerry Hester, and they came in and they knocked it out of the park, of course. And so tonight, I felt it only appropriate that Kiwan and I sit down together and spend a little bit more time and elaborate more on, one, that 95 victory over Duke, and then, of course, with the upcoming game this weekend against Mizzou, who better to talk about it than Kiwan Garris, who's that, you know, showed out, showed out and showed up during the Border Wars or the bragging rights, whichever one you want to call it, but during <laughs> right. that time. So, KG, man, again, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Just wanted to talk a little bit about why you became an Illini. I mean, I know everybody in the country is after you, one of the top guards, not just in the city, not just in the state of Illinois, but in the country. So everybody was banging on your door. Why Illinois? Uh, I think seeing that, that fight in the line now with all the Illinois guys that was on that team mm -hmm. and them getting to the final four uh, and the way they was playing, uh, kind of swayed me towards Illinois more than all the other schools. Uh, plus, um, they, was they was telling me about uh, you playing with you, and I was like, shoot, Dion? Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then um, along with that, you know, just the visit, you know, I felt, I felt comfortable uh, with what they was telling me. Um, they didn't promise me I was coming in and starting or anything like that. They just they just said I had an opportunity to come in, uh, learn from the, learn from the guys that was in front of me, and then I have my turn after that. So that was another big part of me uh, coming to Illinois. Well, I, I tell you this, and, and I think you left out one uh, one key factor. One key factor. I was your host on your official visit. So I'm I'm exactly. two and I'm two and one. I'm two and yeah. one in, in yeah. recruiting visit host. I am plus right. five hundred, baby. I got you and and Jerry to come. I missed uh, out on on um on Chris. Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a brain fart on his name. Uh, Chris, head coach, Northwestern. Whatever his name oh, is. Uh, uh, Jen. Yeah, well, he ended up going to Duke anyway, so we didn't need him there. We needed him in orange and blue. He didn't want to wear orange and blue, so he went out there and wore the blue and white, and we kicked their butt anyway. Oh, yeah, Chris <laughs> Collins. Chris Collins. Yeah, I, I whiffed on that one, but it didn't matter. I got two of the best, <laughs> you know, and, and two of my little brothers, man. I love you guys to this day. 
That's why I had to have you on here, man, because, you know, because I just had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so freshman year, you come in. What were your thoughts? Because, as you said, you didn't they didn't promise you that you were going to start. They said you'd learn from the guy in front. But you came in and, and you didn't only start, KG. You know, I, I tagged Jerry Hester as one of the best two-way players, you know, in college basketball. But you were a hell of a defender. And we all know about your offensive game, bro. Can you talk a little bit about how you, when you came in your freshman year, just your thought process? Um, my, my first thought process was, man, I got I to gotta get stronger. You know, <laughs> I came in frail. I think I was about a good 140 <laughs> soaking wet. I know that. So, uh, you know, coming in, I, I just felt like I had to, you know, it's almost like playing catch up. Mm-hmm. And I already had the mindset of, you know, I'm gonna go out there and play hard and give it my all and uh and try to do the do the best that I can. But coming in physically, uh I needed to I needed to do that. Uh and men- and mentally and, and academic wise, you know, come in and think of that, you know. Uh, that's why I came in and did that summer uh, bridge program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it prepared me. It really prepared me uh, to come in and, and, and contribute right away. Well, I'll tell you this. You definitely contributed, big fella. As I mentioned earlier, broke my freshman scoring record, which I, you know, not bitter about. I know I keep bringing it up, but I promise you I'm not <laughs> bitter about it. <laughs> because we hey, needed it. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, but I'm gonna tell you, it, it, it was, um, it, it was easy playing with a center. I never played with a, 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 a center or, I say, best power forward because we ain't really had no center like that. But like playing with you was easy because everybody focused on you. They weren't really thinking like, oh, this freshman. Is gonna come in here and do what he did, but in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, I am coming in here. Exactly. That's my that's my thought process, especially coming from the west side. You had to get in where you fit in. Oh so, yeah. And that's what I did. I got in where I fit in, and with with you being the you know the 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 man of the team, as we say on the uh, in the streets and all in the basketball talk. Uh, my job was easy. I just had to go out there and play. Well, I tell you this, you know, and doing what you did, I don't, I don't get to where I am if you weren't doing what you did. I mean, you, you think you they took they had to put you at the top of that uh, scouting report too, which opened up a lot of things for me. So being able to have a two-headed monster and then have other guys, you know, Richard, uh, um, Key, um, Jerry Hester. TJ, Tommy, have those other guys be able to mm. fill in and knock down threes really yeah. opened up yeah. things a lot for us because, you know, you were at that time, yes, you could shoot the ball, but you were more of a premature penetrator, slasher. You know, again, you said West Side basketball. That's what we did. We get to the yeah. basket. We played tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. you got to bring that toughness, Kiwan. We got to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> so, said, oh, you know it. Lou, man. <laughs> Yeah, boy. So freshman year passes, 
you know, of course I graduate, you know, we, we get there in Georgetown, you know, John Thompson did a great job of, of defending me. You had a huge game that game as well, but we ended up coming up a little short, but your next three years at Illinois, man, you, you were lights out, brother. You, you were ready even as a freshman to take the mantle. And so that next three years, you put your foot on the gas. What was, you know, what were you thinking? What was your thought process when, when that took place? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's my turn now, you know, uh, like I said, I, I had to learn, I had to learn from the best to become the best, right? you know? And so I just really put everything on my shoulders at that time and said, look, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't, I mean, I, I couldn't do it by myself. You know, I had great teammates as well. Richard King was at Richard King was on there. You know, Shelly came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Robert Bennett was there. Like I had a couple my sophomore year, you know, I had those guys. Right. Playing with them. And then, you know, to go, keep going on and on. He was recruiting real well at that time and that and, and that helped. So I just wanted to try to get better each year, man. Just try to get better and do something uh, different. It was almost like how Michael Jordan was saying in in, in the uh, documentary, you know, you know, every year he somebody will say something about him and he'll work on that that thing that year and then come out and 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 incorporate it into his game. So that's what I was trying to do. Every every year, you know, I knew I my my jump shot was okay, but it wasn't where it's supposed to be supposed right. to be. And so I used to work on that. Then I worked on defense. Then I got worked on being quicker, you know, like, and with lifting the weights because coming in and you lifting weights, normally you get a little slower. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to work on a whole bunch of things and get my mind set to being, being, being the person that to be the go-to guy. Right. Well, you were definitely that. And as I said, you know, you ended your career at Illinois with multiple records um, and at the top of multiple records. And then as the number two scorer. So you had a great Illinois basketball career. And that parlayed into a very successful, very long um, professional career, both in the NBA as well as overseas. What was that? What was that like for you? I mean, what did that mean for you? What did you take from Illinois from those four years of learning that helped you in having such a sustained uh, professional career? Uh, I know one of the things everybody, we all talk about as coaches, as players, and, you know, even uh, in the basketball world is being being disciplined, uh organization um and learning the game you know uh them things right there really helped helped me when I was at Illinois because I wasn't one of them guys that fought against the criticism or fought against uh people telling me I couldn't do something mm-hmm. it was it was more of all right, let's work on that. Let's learn. Let's do this. Let's 
and 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 that's what I that's what I did, and that's what I got from uh, Illinois when I was there. Uh, just being on the great coaching staff, um, Coach Henson, Coach Coach Collins, and Nagy and and Coons that the first three years, and then uh, Kruger my last year. You know that was kind of tough, you know, because I'm thinking Coach Collins is gonna get the job. Yeah. And then he don't end up getting the job. So, you know, it wasn't like I, it was it was my sophomore year and I could be like, all right, well, Coach Collins never brought me in, so I'm going with him. Yeah. It was my senior year. I had to stay. And I had to learn more from another coach. So sometimes it's difficult. And I see now that, you know, all these players be like, yo, I'm going to transfer because the coach that I came in with, then come in, but never know that coach might be good for you. Yeah. And I think coach Kruger was good for me my senior year because I also, I mean, everything skyrocketed to the yeah. roof. It, it, it Points, took assists, steals. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead, Key. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. So it was, I mean, Illinois was great. Great for me. I, I, I I picked the right school for for who I am and what they was about, and we put it together and 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 made it a great four years. Good, yeah, man. I, I agree with you. There's something special, and and this is one of the things that you know. Adam Miller was down on his visit, and I had an opportunity to speak with him on campus. And one of the things I told him, I was like, you know what, you can go anywhere in the country. You're that good that you can go anywhere in the country. I was like, one thing I can tell you, young fella, is no one is going to love you like your own. If you go out to yeah. New York, you go to California, you, you go here, you go there, you're going to have to build your reputation, build your name, maybe battle with some other kid, you know, from that state. You know, yeah. but if you stay here, your state will love you and you have an opportunity to build a legacy. Io, you know, broke that streak after a really long time of Illinois not getting guys from Chicago. Now Adam Miller. Was that part of your thought process when when you say that Illinois? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just um stand stand home, man. Like we have so many, we have so many great players that uh go outside of of the state to to play at different colleges where I think these guys can really go to Illinois and, and, and do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I think they I, I think if we can build with Illinois guys, like I mean the 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 way the way we play is is Illinois basketball. Yeah. You know, and and that fighting the line our team proved that. And so why not have that every year? Why we can't have that every year, you know? Why we can't be like the Dukes or the Michigan States or uh who else? Kansas and all these other guys that keep some of the some of they they good players inside the state. Playing, playing for these programs. We should be the same way. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, Coach Underwood and his staff is definitely on the way to back doing that. I mean, Io and then um, uh, Adam Miller this year, and I know they got some guys on the radar. Missed on a few guys this year, but, you know, like I know, that's that's college basketball. That's just going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. You, you get your NBA shoes on, you get your European shoes on. Talk a little bit about that experience and, and just the difference between the two because – you also had a little bit of like, the, if I'm not mistaken, like the CBA up in there or some other leagues that man, was. I think, yeah, I I played like I, man, basketball took me everywhere, and I was going, I was going to take every opportunity to 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 go to these places. So like being in the NBA, I mean that's what everybody wants. That's where every ball player want to be. Mm-hmm. They want to play there. It's, it's not going to – I'm going to tell everybody, it's not going to happen. It's just some and some ain't going to yes. make it. Yes. It ain't that you – don't stop trying to, but just know if you can go to the, D, the G League or overseas, they're still – these NBA scouts are still watching. Yep. You know, but the NBA was top-notch. I mean – Everything you got, everything catered. You you got everything. You get everything in your locker. You get, I mean, everything that the kids like now. Yeah, we was getting. You know, we weren't looking at it like that. We were just like, oh yeah, this this nice. You know what I'm saying? This is. But now I can see like all the kids now. They like all these shoes and all this other stuff. You had lockers full of shoes. You can try on any kind of shoe you want. Uh, you're going to every every uh state uh team playing against the best players like and then and, and I'm I'm fortunate to be able to play against like all these top fifty players in the NBA Michael Jordan, Karl Malone, John Stockton, you know Gary Payton. I got a chance to play against all these guys, and it was like, man, I've been watching y'all, and now I'm in the, I'm, I'm on the floor playing against you guys. It was crazy, and then you know, getting a bronze medal uh, in the, on the USA team, I wouldn't have never got that opportunity, you know, if it wasn't a lockout. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then get that opportunity. And then it brought on another opportunity. That's where I was able to get seen from overseas uh, scouts and end up going to uh, Berlin that next year because mm-hmm. of the lockout. And so it, it all trickled down. Everything that I was doing, it all trickled down to great opportunities. Yeah. And it was, I mean, you know, it was not only had a, a really good NBA career, you had a great European career. And not many, you know, not a lot of people talk about, you know, how well you did over there. I mean, you got once a few championships and, and everything yeah. else. I mean, you really killed it in Italy. Tell us a little bit oh, about yeah. that experience because, you know, of course, I played in Spain and I played in some, but we would play Italian teams. And unfortunately, you and I never, fortunately or maybe unfortunately, we never had to play against one another uh, during right. that time we were over there. But I know you had a, a really great experience in Italy. Um, tell us a little, just a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Italy, like, I mean, one of the best places to ever be to play basketball. I, 
Um, when I was in Germany, when I was in Germany, I had a chance to play uh, play with uh, Wendell Alexis. Uh, he went to Syracuse in the eighties. I know. And so, and so uh, you know, Wendell was telling me he was like, man, because he played in Italy before. He was like, look, you ever get an opportunity to play over there in Italy, you stay there. And so my first my first year. I was in I was in Sicily. I played for uh, Ragusa, and man, when I tell you, it was some of the best food I ever had. For one, because everything was fresh. Yeah. You know, they made everything from scratch. Everything was fresh. And then, like, you know, I'm used to Chicago pizza. I'm like, shoot, I get down there. They got these thin pizzas. I'm like, where the cheese? That pizza. <laughs> Give me some meat, give me something. And so when I started eating that, I'm like, oh, okay. I see how they I see why they get the Italian, Italian pizzas like this. And so um I just thought I just said, okay, this this where I want to be. And then I just like I like I did um, you know, after after you left school, after you graduated, I did the same thing over there. Got there. Focus, stay focused. And that's what I did. I stayed focused and staying there for the remainder of my career. Yeah, you ended up playing 15 years, right? 15? Yep. And when you retired, how was that transition? You know, like me, for example, I had retired and then mm -hmm. I had, you know, I'm going to use a, I'm gonna use a, a, a godfather um, quote. They made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and played one more year. Um, ended up walking away, which was, which was a great experience. Um, mm -hmm. We won the championship, moved the team from the Division II level to the Division I level. I mean, and I went back because I didn't have to practice. I, I go to practice when I wanted to. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know, and all that good stuff because I was actually older than my coach. Yeah. I mean, I was 37 at the time. My coach was like 30, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, and I knew more basketball young. than he did. I was kind of the de facto coach, you right. know, and then, and then at the end, I was like, okay, I'm really done now. There's not a penny. <laughs> there's, there's almost no amount of money they can say anything to me about right. coming back and playing. Coming towards the end of your career, what was that like? Tell about that experience and that transition, because now you're coaching. So Man. you get to take all yeah. of that and pour into these young people down there in the Atlanta area. Yeah, I, I think my my transition was hard, uh, just because I think I could have played like one more year or one mm -hmm. or two more years, and I didn't get the opportunity to do that. And it, it was it was because I wasn't getting offered enough for me for myself. Right. And so I had to, I had to sit and think what's going to be my next move. And it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, easy. And so my next move was to, to get my degree. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. I started the process of doing that because now at this time you can do it online. You can do all this other stuff. Yep. And so I started, started that process. And then while I was doing that process, uh, I ended up getting on the coaching staff at Prairie State 
College in the South Suburbs of Chicago. And that's where my co- that's where my coaching came in. Once I did that, uh I did that for like two years. Mm-hmm. And then uh my wife ended up getting an offer down here in uh Atlanta. And then we just picked up and moved. And so now I'm in a new place, everything, trying to figure out everything. And uh, I ended up getting my son on an AAU team. He played for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden he came to me one day and was like, Dad, I want you to coach me. And I I was surprised because I was enjoying just watching, you know, going to the game, sitting there watching and just observing and doing stuff. So – when he asked me, I was like, ah, this AAU scene ain't like like back in the day, man. It's real, yeah. it's real grimy and like everybody's after somebody something yeah. and uh the co- the coaches think everything is about them. And I'm like, nah, this ain't my way. But when I thought about it for like about a week, I said, maybe I can change some of that that scenario and, and some of the things that's going on right now because uh, so these kids need it. Yep. So I end up, I end up starting my uh, AAU program, uh, which now we got like five, six teams. Mm-hmm. I started off with one with my, uh, it was my fifth grade team with my son. And then now, now we get he's in eighth grade now. So now we got six teams. And then I I end up doing high school coaching as well down here. Okay. And then um, I started that. I did because uh, my one of my friends, he was a walk on at Illinois, uh, and his son was playing, and so he wanted me to come, you know, uh, train with his son and make sure his son was okay. Uh, and I did it. I did that for like three years. Okay. We ended up winning a, a, a tournament championship, won our tournament championships. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a break a little bit. And I'm going I'm to just do my, just do my AAU program and, my, and start my non, non-for-profit organization. And that's what I've been doing. So I, I go from here to Chicago Cause I did like I do like a, a All Star game, uh, which is Future Superstars uh, All Star Classic. Um, Ayo a- uh, Ayo uh, was one of my uh, one of my uh, kids that we had in our eighth grade game. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Stewart was one of the kids we had in our eighth grade game that played for Duke. And we had like we got like a lot of kids that's out there playing that played in our game. So uh, we're so proud of these kids that came through the, our all-star game, and now they're in college. Even with our girls, we have a lot of girls that's in in, in college right now. And so uh, this is my this is my gift, and this is my giving to these 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 young players out here because. They need they need the guidance. They need that. Yep. They need all that. So you 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 briefly mentioned the future stars, uh, and I remember a couple of years back 
You asked me if I wanted to play in the alumni game, Illinois versus DePaul. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was kind of a, a sideline commentator, coach, just running coach, my mouth right, over there. Right. <laughs> but, but it was a lot of fun, man. And I appreciate, you know, you asking me and, and the things that you're doing to give back. How did Future Stars come about? And what, besides giving back to the kids, you know, which is huge. And I'm so glad you're doing that. And I, and I wish more um, guys would do that. Um Tell a little bit more so the people will know about Future Stars, you know, because maybe we can get this. Yes, it's in Chicago, but maybe we can, you know, drum up some things downstate or, or in yeah. central Illinois, or maybe, you know, we got people listening from all over the country. Maybe they can contact right. you and we can start to do some things over there because you're right. With all that's going on, especially with this pandemic and stuff, and now kids being shut in their homes yep. and not, and some states are playing, others aren't playing, you know, future stars can be mm -hmm. something that can really branch out and really be able to help a lot of these kids, you know, one, get better as basketball players, but most importantly, get better as people. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I actually started future superstars uh, based on the things I went through when I was uh, a kid. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, when I was growing up, drugs was huge back in that day, yeah. you know, and with having both parents on, on, on that, on that side of the side of the road, uh, I had to do a lot of stuff on my own, mm -hmm. you know, and it, I wish I didn't. But at the same time, it, it 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 helped me grow grow faster than what I should have. Right. And and I see that today with a lot of kids having to, you know, do that, grow, not have mentors, not have uh people that's gonna support them and what they wanna do mm -hmm. instead of, you know, going the opposite way. So what we try to do with future superstars is um, give these kids mentors, give these, uh, you know, high school kids and elementary school kids some brotherhood, some sisterhood uh, to the point where we all try to blend in together and help them be themselves right. and, and do what they want to do and not what other people want them to do. Uh, that's with helping them with their classes or giving them a, a volunteer job, like high school kids, giving them volunteer jobs during the summertime, to, you know, help them get paid and let them know how they can save their money. So if you're going to college, you will have some money in your pocket, you know, and uh, with my, with a, with a good friend of mine, uh, Charles Tab, uh, who's actually at works for Kenwood high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's been a huge help because he know everybody around and, and, and everybody through the school systems and stuff like that. And so that's been helping uh, get future stars really off the ground. And so, you know, we always trying to do what we can, wherever we, wherever we are, even, you know, with, 
uh, fundraisers and stuff like that. We're trying to not only get the money to, to keep our programs going, mm-hmm. but to build relationships. Right. Well, you know, like I know, it's always about networking. It's about who you know, not yeah. what you know most of the time. You know, and I, I feel you when you talk about growing up uh, that way. You know, you and I grew up not very far from one another. So lifestyles mm-hmm. are very similar. Um, so what you're doing right now, big fella, is huge. Um, and, and I commend you for it. And for those of you that are out there listening, uh, you need to get in contact with Kiwan Garris and give him some help on this because saving these kids and saving saving these kids is saving our future. And that's Man. the most important part. So, you know, I, I know this and I got to hit you with it because people kid with me about it all the time. And they tell me I married <laughs> up. You know, they say I, I took a step up when I get married. You took a huge step up, man. You married, you, you married uh, one of the best voices. Oh, my God. Dude. I, 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 and I got to be honest. Before I, I heard that you were married to Celine, I didn't know who uh, she was. I, I didn't know, you know, because I guess I lived in Europe for too long or yeah. you know, I was living in a shoebox or something. I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> but I went on and I listened to her sing, man, on, 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 I think it was YouTube when I first heard her sing or one of the, man, you married a songbird. And then not <laughs> to mention, she, she is absolutely gorgeous, bro. How, how did you two meet? Oh, man. That, it, was, it was actually, we had, uh, I had just won the championship in Italy, came home, and I was just, that, that first week, I was just, you know, kicking it with family, friends. Uh, and I had went over to my, my, my cousin's house to just, you know, see them, see how they was doing, mm-hmm. chilling, because I haven't seen them in a while. And so uh, they had a they had a picture of her at a birthday party. They had went to a birthday party, and they seen her, and they took a picture with her. Okay. And so when I seen the picture, I was like, yo, hey, <laughs> who is that? I need to meet her. Who is that? And so when they told me, like I was like you, I'm like, that's who? And then I was like, man, well, whoever she is, I want to take her out on a date. But I really want her to be my baby mama. <laughs> right. And so they told her all this, right? And so um they they had mutual friends. And so they told their friend, which told her friend, and then she uh was like, yeah. Uh, she said she looked me up. She she said, "Oh, okay, he looked good. <laughs> he the right height. <laughs> he the right height." And then um, she said, "Yeah, give 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 him my phone number." So I ended up calling her like two days later, and uh, asked out on a date. Wow! And then we end up going to uh, Cheesecake Factory. Okay. When I tell you. Uh, when we went to Cheesecake Factory, I had I had ordered uh, the chicken piccata, and I think she ordered something with some pasta, but she didn't like hers. Uh-huh. So she, I, I, I end up offering her my plate, and she ate my, and she she liked my food, so I end up letting her eat uh, my food. 
she she was hooked. So man. I knew I had it in the bag when I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, she yeah. was hooked then. You showed some. So I had to take off. So I had to, uh, so I had to take off. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I had to take off the market then. I said, oh, she's getting off the market soon, fellas. Sorry, y'all, y'all missed the shot. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this. I haven't had an opportunity to meet her yet because you guys moved down there before we moved, moved to Atlanta before we moved back up um, here to Illinois. But I'm looking forward to meeting her. Of course, Jerry has had nothing but great things to say about her. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I'm looking forward to meeting her. So, but, you know, you're doing your thing with the coaching. And, of course, I got to swing this back to basketball because yesterday – of course, the Illini went into Cameron Indoor and, and put a foot right in Duke's butt. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time since that's happened, especially in Cameron, Cameron Indoor. Yeah. And you were on that 95 team that went in there and did the same thing. What do you feel about – no, let me say this first. You've seen this team play, this Illinois team. What do you think about this team? And then how did you feel about the win yesterday? Oh man, I felt I, I felt great about that win. It it it. I think that game. See, you got to have statement games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed the opportunity to do that with Baylor, and then we come back and do it against Duke. So, you always got to have them statement games because, you know, when you when you lose against Baylor, it's like okay, people start to have a little doubt. Right, but then you come back and and then you you do what you do to a, a team like Duke. That's a statement game. Exactly. That's saying, you know, we're going to be here, and y'all going to have to fight us all the way to the end to beat us. And so, when you have a team like that, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so, I think with this team, they have a they have a shot to do something that Illinois ain't did in years. And that that's that's get back to the NCAA championship and, and win it. Yeah, I, I agree but 100%. I, I think it's going to be. I've told people, um, to me, I look at this team and on paper, this has the potential to really be the best Illinois basketball team probably ever on mm-hmm. paper. Now we'll see how yeah. they continue to coalesce and grow together during the season, but I agree yep. with you, man. This this team is loaded from top to bottom. They have size and length. And as mm-hmm. Coach said, now they're old, you know, because they were all babies before. And now they're juniors right. and seniors. And, and they have a, a deeper understanding of, of how to win basketball games. And that Baylor game also, for an example, was, okay, let's show you guys that you're on this level and you're really good. But you need yep. to do this to take another step up to be even better. And I thought they right. showed that against that Duke team. I mean, they jumped on them from the beginning. Duke yep. would make runs and they, you know, they put the hand up and be like, ah, no, 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 I don't think so back on up because now we're taking a step up. Talk right. a little bit about what it takes. What does it take in, in the gut? You know, I, I know, but I want you to tell everybody, what does it take when that happens for you to continue um, and pushing forward and, you know, put the hand up telling people, no, this is where we are. Um, it, it starts, I mean, it starts with the chemistry. starts mm-hmm. with the practices. Uh, and, you know, the coaches are there to, to, to navigate and guide you. But 
them if them players stick together and 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 believe in each other, mm-hmm. that's all it's gonna take for them. They gotta believe within that group they can do something that's never been done at Illinois in a long time. That's that's gonna be up to them. It's almost like what uh, I know everybody love love this team and I love them too. That fighting the line eye team. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had fun playing the game. And you could tell they had great chemistry yeah. and, and they they believed in each other. That's how that's how that's how teams win. You know, the coaches are there to, to give you the X's and O's and all the other stuff, but when they when the co- coaches give you that, when you sometimes when you step on that floor, the game plan changes. Yeah, and you gotta and you gotta be out there with them them other four guys. Like, yo, that's not working. We got we got to find a way to get this win. We got to get it in, and that's what it takes. There's gonna be games like that for them too, and we're gonna and, and everybody's gonna see that they're ready for it. Like you said, they got that good mix. You know, some of these guys is juniors now. You know. Mm-hmm. And I, they they've been there. They've seen it for a couple of years. So now I feel like they 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 ready and and, and thirsty for uh that 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 winning that 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 winning year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And here and you and I played in this game, in this border roar game, in this you know whatever they want to call it. They have the bragging rights. He's given it a couple of different names since we were in. School. I know, right? You know, and so it's they, the bragging they, they, rights they, game, man. It's the bragging rights game, exactly. which is a rival game. <laughs> it's a rival game, and for me, and I think you agree with me on this. This is one of the best rivalry games in college basketball. It just doesn't get the the notoriety as say a you know, Duke in the tobacco roll game against North Carolina or some of these others. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. <laughs> One of the best rivals. Yeah. I mean, you look you look at it and I mean when we you know we can't have the, we can't have the fans right now, but shoot, when you had them fans in there, you had blue and orange on one side and black and gold on that other side. Oh yeah. And there's it's loud in there. It ain't like, you know, you think you was in a, a high school gym, how loud it be in there. And the place is so big. I'm like, yo, what? This is, <laughs> oh, this, this, if this don't pump you up to play a basketball game, oh my God. Nothing goodness. will. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even be, you shouldn't even be on the court. Just go back to the locker room and get dressed. <laughs> Just go back to the locker room and get dressed. Cause this man, this this that, that game right there. Yeah, man. Man, look, listen. I I play this game every day. If they, they ask me to. Just to be like, yo, get pumped up to play. <laughs> you even get now, up to play this game. E- yeah. Even now, I think that would be the one game that I would come out of retirement to play. And, yeah. and it is because it's, it's like you said, it's one of those games that really touches you deep inside, you know, and, yep. and you said something yesterday and I know, and I'm not trying to bring up, you know, rip off the scab or anything like that, but you know, my senior year, you know, of course was the, the, the free throws and we miss it, but I love what you said on how that motivated you 
moving forward in your career and in, in life. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I want people to hear it on here because not everybody was on the stadium club yesterday. Right. I wanted right. to hear it on here because I think that is a, a resounding message of, of what things are, are, are about because a lot of people looked at this and said, oh, man, it was a failure because you guys lost. And, yeah, it, it was. We did and it we was. lost. But what it but did yeah. for you as an individual and for your team afterwards made it a win. Can you tell a little bit about how it made you feel and, and what was your thought process after that? Man, I I mean, you know, I was like one of them, one of them guys where it's like, you know, if it come down to free throws, I'm making these free throws mm -hmm. because I was a good free throw shooter. And to see and to see them two miss free throws, even though we was tied up and there's no seconds on the clock. Uh, and the, the ball go in and out. You know, Norm Stewart do what he do, come out on the court. The, the, which should have been a doggone technical foul. Which should have been a tech. But, you know, just knowing like, man, I got this. I got this. And then we go into three, three overtimes and yeah. we lose. Was heartbreaking. You know, and I felt sorry for my team. Yeah. At that time. Because that was a hard fall. We played our hearts out. Yes. You know what I mean? And we should have won that game. And so moving forward, I was like, I can't I can't let this this get to me and break me down. Because mm -hmm. a a lot of times, if we can go back through history, a lot of times where people missed a shot. They failed at something or something happened. They broke down. Yes. And got depressed or, you know, they got letters in the mail and all that. So when I was getting letters in the mail and Coach Collins was coming up to me, I was standing in the gym longer. All right, I'm hitting these free throws. So I told myself I'd never miss a free throw. That's when I went on that street of free throws. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then, like, Coming in the locker room, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Deion. This, you know, this is your senior year. Like, we should have won. And I was like, yo, I never let you down, man. I can't let you down, you know? And so it helped me grow. It helped me uh, focus and, 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 and continue to work hard and not get down on myself, but use it as a motivation tool to to get better and 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 help and and help uh what we was trying to do that year right as a team well, you know and, and i agree with you 100 go ahead i'm sorry and and just just going through that moment man i mean at that time i was heartbroken the game, I, I didn't want to talk to nobody after the game. I didn't want to see nobody. I didn't want. I just wanted to just go home and just be under the covers and just be like, oh, okay, I can't believe I missed these free throws. <laughs> but, you know, didn't have that much time. Right. Because I knew, I knew we, was, we was coming, we was going, we went home for a couple of days, and then we came back and, and had to get ready for the Big Ten. Yep. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, bro. I mean, I when you said you know, you know you apologized, and I knew I knew we would need you. 
during the year. And so there, there was no need to hang your head, big bro. I know it was I know it took a long time for you to talk about this game too. So <laughs> just, uh, just know I knew that a very long right, time right. in my nation. My man didn't even want to talk about it. But he took it and he turned uh-huh. it into motivation, which is what we have to do. So I'm gonna ask yeah. you. Uh, just one more question, because I know I've had you on here for a long time. You've been driving the kids around all day. I want you to be able to go in, kick your feet up, and watch the rest of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Going yeah. into to this weekend's game, um, Mizzou has several players that were almost Illini and one that mm-hmm. was. Uh, so, of course, they're, they're feeling this, and they want to make sure they try to beat us all the time and rub it in. Right. First couple of years when these guys came in as freshmen, when I own those guys came in, I wanted to try to explain to them the importance of this rivalry. Again, doesn't get the notoriety as it should. Over the past several years, both teams have not been very good. So it's gotten yeah. even less publicity, um, right. you know, out in outside circles. So I think they get it now after taking two L's. You know, uh-huh. one last year when they really should have won the game, they took two L's, and I think they get it now. Looking at this game, and I don't know, have you seen? Have you had an opportunity to watch Mizzou play this year? Um, I have. I haven't got a chance to watch. Okay. Then, then I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna hang that one on you and give me a prediction or anything like that. But what do these? What do these guys have to do? What should be their mentality going into uh, this game on Saturday? Oh, this. This game on Saturday should be – this is our last game together, and we'll never get an opportunity to beat, beat this team ever again. So we got to go out here and do what we need to do. This this type of game right here is like one of those games where it's like – it's almost like a championship game. Yes. Where, yo, if you win, oh, you got bragging rights for the whole year yep. until we play again. You know, and so to have those rights and and like you said, you know, it was always uh, a game like that because there was always they always had Missouri always had an Illinois guy on that team. (laughs) They had some (laughs) Illinois guy on that other team. One or two. I'm like, how y'all keep getting our guys, man? Like they just need to be over there with y'all. So now right, they got but, Illinois guys and they got Conzo so now, Martin who wanted to come yeah. to Illinois but ended up going right. to Purdue. So, you know, they taking it personal. Yeah. And so, like, people got to understand this. It can be a bragging rights rivalry rivalry game, but with well, uh, with respect, yeah. you know. And this and this is this, this, this type of game. This is that type of game. One of them games where I look, I respect y'all, but uh, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get up in y'all. We about to get up in y'all real quick, and then after the game, say what's up, all the other good stuff. Wish y'all well for the season, <laughs> but we got in y'all. <laughs> exactly. Well, KG man, I'm gonna tell you, I appreciate you, brother. Love you to death, man, and I am so happy for your successes. Um, I am extremely proud of you for what you're doing for the youth, including raising your young, your, your boys, your family better than what we had, because that's what we're supposed to do. We take that next yep. step and we make sure we pull the next generation to the next step. So, brother, I'm so happy for you. 
Yeah, we're going to close this out. Uh, whatever message you want to give to Illini Nation, go ahead and give them to him, big fella. Oh, man. I just want to say thank you for believing in me my, my four years at the University of Illinois. Uh, continue believing in the Illini. Continue giving your support. Um, that's what makes Illinois great. And hope to see everybody soon. Uh, and be safe with this pandemic still going on. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs> no better words said. KG, man, again, like I said, much love. I appreciate it. Uh, anybody that's man. listening that's into helping and assisting youth, please reach out to Kiwan Garris. He's not that hard to find. You can Google that's him right. and find all of not his social all. media stuff. So please reach out because the future all-stars, future superstars is a, a bona fide gift to those in need. So KG, I appreciate it. And hey, we're going to sign off here. We're going to appreciate We're going to sign off here on Champagne on Ice. Listeners, please go on to the Field of 68 Media. And also you can find the podcast on Spotify as well as the Apple Podcast. Subscribe, like, and listen to your boy because I'm going to keep bringing you the best only for Champagne on Ice. Good night, deuces. <laughs>